The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there, and welcome to the show. We've got a great show for you today, and it's all about change. Why do people struggle with change? When in reality, it's one of the constants in life. If you think about the changes that we go through physically, emotionally, spiritually, in jobs, in houses, you know, my sister and her husband have been living with me for six months and they moved out on Wednesday because they've renovated the house um, the new house, which is about two doors away from me, three doors away from me. Um, it's their 13th move in their married life. So they are used to change in that way. But many of us really struggle with change. We don't like things to be different. There are of those, of course, who embrace change and will change things at the drop of a hat. But today's program is going to include two very special guests. And that in itself is a change. So it's going to be interesting to see quite how it works out after the break when my two guests, um, Gail Gibson and Ruby Maguire, are going to join us to talk about menopause. Now, menopause is a very significant change for women. And I'm sure there are many men who look at the title and think, well, that doesn't affect me. Why should I be bothered about menopause? Well, Slightly over half the population are women, and those women who reach that age will um, go through the menopause. And if you happen to be a man in their life, either personally or professionally, it really does make sense to know about the menopause and the impact and how you can help the people that you love or that you work with or you know um, navigate that by you recognising what's going on. So more about that in a moment. But just think about the changes that we experience in life. And if we just looked at the hormonal changes that we have during life, you know, if you think back and you are listening to this and you are long through puberty, just remember how challenging it was trying to discover who you are, your body changing, feeling different, not quite knowing what to do with it. Men think of ladies going through the menopause, but make no mistake, men have hormonal changes too. The testosterone levels in their blood uh, changes, and that has an impact. And many of you have heard of, of men having a midlife crisis. Well, I suspect that what's going on in part, at least, is the fact that their hormone levels are all over the place and they're not quite sure who they are and how they feel. It's not the change, whatever the change may be, that defines us. It's what we do with it. It's how we approach it. It's our mindset. And so 
although we're talking about menopause after the break, I want you to think about the changes in your life and how those in the past have impacted on you and how you might manage those better moving forward. We've all been affected by the pandemic and there have been many, many changes in our lives, some which we found easy and some which we found incredibly difficult. But ultimately, I think it's important to hold on to the fact that the sun will come up tomorrow, tomorrow is a new day, and that you can choose how you're going to approach that day whether you're going to look for all of the good things and feel grateful, or whether you're going to focus on all of the things that don't go your way. Because there is no doubt that whatever approach you use is going to make a fundamental difference to the quality of your life and also the life of those people around you. What I would like you to do is to take a deep breath if you can, if you're not listening to this on the road, if you're safe, you might want to close your eyes and just take a couple of, of, of a moment to think about the changes that have taken place in your life over the past few weeks and months. And think about all of the advantages there have been in some of those changes. For example, people in lockdown in the UK, many of them recognised it was an opportunity to re-evaluate re what was important. What it made them recognise is how vital the relationships in their lives were. If you are someone who's had to deal with bereavement during this time, recognising that, you know, it is incredibly difficult, but at the same time there is life after bereavement, and how are you going to manage? How are you going to take this forward in a holistic and productive way? Because your loved one wouldn't want you to stop living your full life because they're no longer with you, at least in this realm. If you are someone who is really struggling with your physical ability, having had COVID or something else, you know, I'm living testament that, that disability doesn't mean that you have to stop living a full life. It takes an adjustment, a period of grieving, if you like. But at the same time, how you approach it is going to make a huge difference. You may have been furloughed or lost your job. You know, I work with a lot of people who've been made redundant. And it's interesting that almost without exception, I, I really can't think of anyone at the moment who, uh, you know, a, a period of time on looking back says, it was really a very positive thing that happened. It gave me an opportunity to change direction. It gave me an opportunity to do something that I really wanted to do. And that they have grown and developed as a result of that change. It wasn't comfortable, neither is bereavement. And I'm not suggesting that these things are in and of themselves easy. But it is through all of those changes, all of those challenges that we grow that we develop the resilience, the strength, the capacity to be the best version of ourselves. You know, when everything's going wonderfully, it's really interesting how little we need to learn. The reality is that we are just jogging along and it's okay. And it's lovely. 
But life rarely carries on like that. And if you think about change in the same way that you think about death or taxes, it's inevitable. And you recognize that change is not in itself a bad thing. It's about the story we make up about it. It's about the judgments we make. It's about how critical we are of ourselves, how we compare ourselves with other people and in a not very kind way that often makes the change all the more difficult. You are not a spectator. Life is not a spectator sport and there will be changes. It's inevitable. So it's down to you, it's your choice. Are you gonna make the most of it? Or are you going to consistently see yourself as a victim to it? Because they're gonna have very, very different outcomes. And those outcomes are down to you. One of the other things I would say is that, you know, one of the reasons for doing this show and having experts on is an opportunity to learn all you can about whatever the topic may be. Because when we have information, when we have people who have expertise and experience and skill sets that perhaps we don't fully have, sharing that with us, sharing their mastery, their gift, their genius with us, that can help us short circuit the process of coming to terms with things, of learning how to manage things more effectively. But let's talk about women specifically now and recognize that menopause is one of those things that you are going to experience if you live that long, that we are going to have changes that are gonna make a difference, but it doesn't have to be all gloom and doom. In fact, quite the opposite. Many women, as they get through the menopause, they find themselves feeling freer um, and less judgmental about themselves. So after the break, I'm going to introduce my two guests to you. As I say, it's a bit of a change. I'm not quite sure how the dynamics are going to work. It's the first time I've had two guests on the show at the same time. But we're going to play with it and we're going to see where it goes. And I know they've got lots of really great advice and insight to share with you. So don't go away. We'll see you straight after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. 
Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving. The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. And I'm really thrilled to be able to uh, introduce you to two to, to, to ladies. Let me get my teeth straight. To two ladies who have created the Working Women's Guide to, to Menopause. Now, Ruby McGuire is a business and mindset queen. She's an accredited master coach, accredited master mentor, trainer, speaker, and writer. She loves helping her clients step up and become leaders, aka queens of their businesses, by developing leadership skills, ditching self-doubt, and creating a success mindset. She's a Brit on a mission to live a simpler life without marketing, with social media, so that she can spend more time in her beautiful Scottish surroundings. And we also have Gail Gibson, accredited master performance and leadership coach, international speaker, podcast host, and author. Gail Gibson delivers a unique style of can-do coaching with proven results in enabling her clients to break through the frustration of stagnant or unfulfilled personal and professional growth. The simple yet incredibly effective coaching techniques she's honed and developed have led to life-changing transformations in mindset and personal performance for business and corporate leaders in the US, UK and Asia. So without more ado, I'd like to introduce you to Gail and to Ruby. Hello, ladies, and welcome. Hello, Hello. Thanks for having us on the show. So... How did you two ladies come together? You live in in Scotland, don't you, Ruby? And Gail, you live in Hong Malaysia. Kong. Malaysia. 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 Yes. So how did you manage to come together and start working on menopause? Who wants Shall to I take this, Gail? Ruby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, as you said, Gina, the dynamics of two of us on the show. It's going to be a bit interesting, isn't That's it? Right. But we'll go That's for right. it. So... Ruby and I met at a business networking event um, probably close on 10 years ago now and we have um, been friends throughout that whole time. We've both helped a lot of small businesses who were part of that network um, with our coaching work that we both do. And about three years ago, Ruby moved to Scotland from Newbury in the UK and I moved from the UK to Malaysia. And at that time, we set up uh, what we like to call our buzz chat sessions. And this is accountability calls that we set up. And so we have kept each other in check. We keep each other 
um, working on the challenges that we're facing and also giving each other that most important nudge to say, you said you wanted to work on this particular thing <laughs> and I'll help you get there. So we called them our buzz chats and we have had wonderful conversations and a lot of laughter. And then one day we were um, probably about nine months ago now, Ruby, I think we were mm -hmm. chatting with each other and the brain fog was setting in. And some of these menopausal <laughs> symptoms were jumping out at us and all we were trying to do was establish the next date that we were going to meet with each other and we were going, what did we agree on? Was it that date? Was it that date? Which week was it? And we were joking about it and I just turned around to Ruby and said, you know what, we should write a book about this. And she said, yeah, we should start doing it now before we forget what we want to write about. <laughs> so the book idea was born back then from that meeting mm. about nine months ago. That sounds amazing. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because every woman goes through menopause and yet everybody has a different experience, don't they? And that experience is so much governed, I believe, by their, how they approach life in general. And here we have two very, very powerful, intelligent, successful women. So what, did, what is, were the things that you found that were in common and what were the things that were different that you felt people needed to know? So I think, hi everyone. <laughs> I think in terms, in terms of common, so I would say with the menopause, the main things that came up were sleepless nights, brain fog, so walking into rooms and having no idea why you were actually in that room. <laughs> um, and the brain fog, I think in corporate, what we've heard from corporate people who are working in the corporate world, it's I'm in meetings, I'm forgetting what I need to say, I'm really good at what I do and I just can't function. And then um, conversely with the kind of like the clients that Gail works with and the clients that I work with, the small business owners, they're saying they're just so tired. They, they, you know, one day they're on fire and can conquer the world. And the next day they just need to lie down for what feels like the week, never mind the afternoon. And um, some of the some of the differences, there's been some strange um, menopausal symptoms. I know one lady that we spoke to we did a lot of case studies in the books we interviewed a lot of women well 10 women in total but we've also been having conversations with women in general as we've been writing the book and and one that came up from somebody was that they had all of a sudden taken hay fever so everything just started setting them off um someone else uh, electric shocks i know myself i've had electric shocks i thought that was something to do with rsi or something like those maybe it's not maybe it's menopause mm -hmm. But I think, as you're saying, that the people that are managing their menopause well are the ones that manage life well. They're managing their mindset. So it's not having this story, this conversation spinning of, oh, I'm having menopause, I'm getting older, and the world's awful because yeah. of that. It's, I'm going through this transition. I need to think, how can I manage this really well? What's the mm. best way I can deal with this, despite my body not doing what I actually want it to do? Well, it, I think that sounds such good advice. Um, but I think not only is it true for menopause, but I think it's true for men and women as they go through different stages in life. It, it's really lessons for life, isn't it? just mm. happens to be that you're focusing on menopause at this mm -hmm. moment in time. Absolutely. Mm. So what were the um what were the challenges that you found that most women went through and what were the solutions to those challenges 
So some of the challenges um, from the corporate women that I interviewed, they were, as Ruby has already said, especially in the boardroom, it was um, the forgetfulness right in the middle of a meeting. And one of our one of our case studies, she just said she had a room full of investors and it was a huge turning point in her uh, organisation. And she said she just stood there and she was like a fish out of water. But at that same time, she said she had a river of sweat running down her back, not from lacking confidence and not from being nervous in this investor meeting, but she said the hot flush that just came on mm with such intensity and she mm. just said she wanted to actually say to the board of investors I'm actually having my own personal summer right now do you mind <laughs> if I step out of the room and call off but she just said I couldn't do that in that moment as much as I wanted to but she said unfortunately they didn't win the investment but this came later on but another thing that other corporate women were saying some of the challenges were was what do you wear to work you know if you're having and you you we're never prepared for those times when we may suddenly get one of those hot flushes on and the sweat starts and the river starts to run from head down to toe and so they were saying that they tended to wear darker coloured clothing so that you could hide those sweat spots. So we're gone with a, perhaps the lovely lighter blouses and everything because for fear of um, sweating right through and turning it into a see-through um, attire, which is really not appropriate in no. the workplace. <laughs> but another, another one of the corporate women I interviewed, she said one of her challenges was the forgetfulness um, similar to what the other one said, however, she said what she did to combat that was to actually spend a bit more time planning for mm. what she wanted to talk about in the meeting so she could prep herself to not forget. So she had a crib sheet in front of her yeah. to say, you know, if I do have a moment of brain fog, I can actually quickly have a look at my notes and I can stay on track with the conversation that's happening. So that was the corporate yeah. um, stories that were for me so Ruby your solopreneurs yeah, similar way but a lot of my um, clients they're doing things like this they're hosting webinars and they're doing Facebook lives and they'll be halfway through and it's like I have no idea what I was about to say <laughs> it's just completely gone um, and and there's a big fear as well even this morning I actually met with one of my friends and even this morning we were talking about how you know, you, you start to worry about your sanity, actually, because you forget these things. Is, is it, have I got early dementia? Have I got early Alzheimer's? Is there something serious going on with me? Because people don't actually talk enough about mm -hmm. it. Um, and some people, I was, I was watching um, an interview with a, a TV program over here called Loose Women. And one of the ladies was saying, she's out there and she'll just say, you know, I don't care what people think about whether I'm you know, talking about menopause yeah. or not, I will just say what I think. And that's great if you've got that kind of attitude. I'm kind of like, I just think I'm having a hot flush. You're just going to see me fanning and, you know, just mm. move on and do whatever you want to do. But some people really are stopped in their tracks. And it's like, I can't be that assertive or confident mm. in what I'm doing. So I think, again, the prepping, the planning, and also simple strategies like just take a deep breath, tell yourself it's going to pass because it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that's worked really well for me particularly was I, I was listening to this Headspace app a few years ago around pain. And I thought, I wonder if I can apply this to the menopause. So if I was having a hot flush, I think, oh, that's interesting. It's in my feet right now. OK, it's interesting. It's in my thighs. So I could actually know 
I'm, it's not going to be long and it's going to pass out the other side and I'm going to be fine and I'm safe and it's just a moment in time and all will be well. But it's that language. I think if we can get people to, to talk themselves down and out of this panic zone and just take some breathe, some breathe, just do some breathing, take some breaths and center themselves, that can make a big difference, especially if you're on something like this. It's just a moment. It's just yeah. We can throw a question out. I've said to them, throw a question out to the audience. Get them talking in the chat box <laughs> so that you can recover for a moment and then carry on saying what you were going to say. But again, prepping is definitely a good a good strategy. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, I was very early. My menopause was very early. I was 38. And I think with many of the clients that I've worked with is that they don't recognise in that perimenopausal time in between uh, being, you know, they're not hormones being the same as they have been for some you know, time. And then that period before you become fully menopausal, when things start to change, that I think many of the people I have worked with and I know, that's the period that they find most challenging because mm they haven't yet identified that this is menopause mm -hmm. they just think that that they're falling apart mm -hmm. both physically mentally and emotionally and you know the number of times i've said to uh, to women clients you know what age are you if you don't mind me asking you know have you had a a, a hormone level check you know, what you're describing could very well be the bees that you are in perimenopause, um, that premenopausal time. And I wonder from your research, did you look at women who were in that period or was it always people who were in the full flow of menopause? So I think our, we have a mixture. We had a few of our case studies who have already gone through the menopause fully, yeah. um, who are older women. Um, and then we have a number who are in the perimenopause phase at the moment. Yeah. So listening to what you're saying there, Gina, a few of them actually said to us that they had no idea what was going on because mm -hmm. nobody had actually told them before. Yeah. And even their, their mothers who would have gone through menopause and it, we, I remember when my mother went through menopause and I just thought I'll just stay well clear of her because I <laughs> yeah, thought my life same. wasn't worth living at the time. So it was like, yep, steer clear of mum. She's not <laughs> having a good day. But we didn't know why. No. We didn't understand why and she didn't talk mm. about it. She obviously probably never spoke to her mother about it either. So we get to this stage. We learn about um, the menstrual cycle and um, the sex education that you learn in end of primary school into secondary school, but then no one talks about menopause. And so you get to this stage in your, as you said, in your late 30s, early 40s, and you start to see these changes and then some months no periods come at all for three or four months and you think, what's going on here? And then they come back with a vengeance and then you just think, as Ruby was saying before, you forget. You can't sleep, you're irritable, you just, all these things happen and then you sit there in a pile of tears on the floor not really knowing what's going on. But no one tells you about it. So you have to muddle through it yourself. But mm -hmm. as we said, when you approach that as well and we talked our women through it, how did they actually yes. manage it? How did they turn that around? And they said that they started to reach out, so they'd ask their GP, they'd mm. ask other friends, yeah. so they'd start having yeah. building some smaller communities amongst their friends. And one of the older ladies who'd gone through 
um, menopause who I interviewed, she she actually said her friendship circle was the best part of her mm-hmm. menopause mm-hmm. journey. She said mm-hmm. you could laugh about it, you could cry about it, you could share those hilarious yeah. stories. And Ruby and I do that with each other all the time. Do you know what I did the other day? I don't know why <laughs> I did that or I put this in the cupboard and it was meant to be in the freezer. You know what? It's yeah. okay. But so they just they reframed it. And I think this is a thread that's coming mm. through our discussion is if we can mm. reframe it yeah. and think a bit differently how we're going to approach it, we can see the fun side yeah. of it. And the fun side also lightens the intensity of any of those symptoms that we may be experiencing. Um, but it's, yeah, there's, there's so many different things that we can do. And it was delightful to hear so many different stories yeah. from so many women as well. I mean, they talk about laughter being the best medicine and, of course, it releases endorphins and all of the feel-good hormones. So I think when you can laugh at what's going on, that helps. I know that um, from from personal experience of myself and working with other women that I think, you know, the being prepared and not just about the content of the meeting, mm. but, you know, having a little uh, wash bag with, with a, you know, replacement top and, you know, uh, a, a soap and flannel and a deodorant and you know those things you may never need them but when you've got them and you have them you know ready at your disposal you know wearing layers so that if you are having a thermal moment <laughs> being able to take your layer you know a layer off and the feeling uh, that you're taking some control and for me I think that's one of the big things is that you know taking control of of the small things can really help you when uh, it feels as if life is out of control. Mm. I'd like to just for a moment, because I think men often uh, have a hard time. They don't, women don't understand it and don't know what's going on. So their partners, husbands, their work colleagues, their bosses um, are that far removed and haven't got a scooby about what's going on other than their very efficient, effective, even-tempered um partner, wife, colleague, um, subordinate, has suddenly appears to have changed dramatically. And I think it, it can help so much if women are upfront with people, not about being a victim and, you know, poor me, I've got this going on, but just to say, you know, I used to joke about it when I was in a business meeting and say, you know, this is how I get my exercise. I take the jacket off and two minutes later, it would be back on again because I was freezing. Mm-hmm. I think I think having the open dialogue, um, not sharing all the gory details, but enough to give people an indication so that they can um, behave appropriately, is helpful. I'd like to know what you, whether that was something that came up with your with your case studies, and if so, what were the approaches, if there were any, that that really worked well. So for, for mine, we didn't actually talk very much about the, the male side of things. I do have a story. Should I share the salmon story, Gail? Go for it. <laughs> so my husband, this is this is around the whole emotion side of things. So I'm not a very overly emotional person. I can be feisty, but it takes a bit of time to get there. It used to take a bit of time to get there. I maybe need to change that slightly. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going. I I just watched a TED talk. I can never remember the name. Moscone is it, Gail? You'll you'll remind me. Moscone, Lisa Moscone. Moscone, that's the one. 
And I'd watched her TED talk and she was talking about a Mediterranean diet. And I sat with my husband and I said, I said, oh, I'm going to try some of these Mediterranean foods. And I said, um, I don't really eat salmon. I'm going to put add some salmon into my diet and add in a bit more Mediterranean because I like that kind of food anyway. And I'm going to add in some salmon. So didn't think any more of it. A few days later, I got a phone call from my husband and he said, um, he said, I've done all the food shop for you, so you don't have to worry about it. And he said, and I bought you some salmon. And I burst into tears. <laughs> and he's like, what's the matter? I'm like, oh, I just can't believe you've done something <laughs> so amazing for me that you remember. Honestly, it was like he'd been the most, I don't know, just the perfect person. It's like my whole heart was going to explode for this guy. He's not used to this. And when he came back, he said, I said, just thank you. I just can't thank you enough. <laughs> he's like, who is this woman? If he's only like, it was so simple. I know, I know. I know. And uh, he said, he said, um, how can I help? Well, he said, mate, may, shall I phone your best friend? Would you like to talk to your best friend? He's like, I don't know what to do with her. <laughs> She's doing this crying thing. What do I do with her right now? Oh dear, dear. So, and it opened a conversation. That's the reason I'm I'm sharing that particular one because it opened the conversation. We do need to do this because every man's going to have like an, an aunt or a, a niece or somebody at some point that's going to be going through or a colleague going through this kind of thing. Like you say, you don't need to share the detail, but as you said, we don't understand what's going on. So like, I don't cry like that. It's like, who am I? What's going on here? This meltdown woman about the salmon. Um. And it's, it's talking then and, and opening those lines of communication and saying, look, I don't even know what's going on here. Um, and I really need you to understand that things are happening for me that are just completely alien. I've, I've never had issues like this before. I don't normally become that feisty. I remember one day I had this outburst of just, I just lost it <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. And it's happened probably, I'd say, twice in the last four or five years and I just not normally like that and it's like who is this and I just have to say look I've got a traffic light system and I'm sharing this with everyone now so the traffic light system in our house I'm on amber okay it's just so you all know I'm on amber right now so if something doesn't get put away double amber you're lucky you've got a double amber notification but if we go any higher than this you're going to be on red and I'm going to boom <laughs> that works really well but Joking aside, it is about being able to have those open conversations. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't got a relationship or you, um, whether that's with a partner or whether that's in work or friendships and you find it difficult, I would even say write it, write down how you're feeling and actually say, you know, I don't even know who I am. Never mind, you know who I am. So just support me through this. Be there for me and allow me to talk through what's actually going on. And that will be a big step. To moving forward but equally we want to have the conversations with our young you know your our youngsters yeah. around us i'm having conversations with my 21 year old now around it and i've been talking to our blended family of my stepdaughters as well and saying um you know you need to we need to start talking about this openly so that you're not the generation that doesn't get the information you're the generation that you really know what you're going into and while it is different for everybody um you've at least got some information and you can find out more about it. One of the things that always strikes me about people going through challenge, whatever that challenge may be, is that we're very good at making up stories about the challenge and making the stories very judgmental. You know, 
I'm doing this is happening because I'm useless or this is happening mm -hmm. because I you know I've got no self-control or because I you know I'm not good enough um, and it having a really significant impact on people's self-worth and confidence and I wonder you know whether you've got um, something to offer in terms of perhaps women who have gone into the menopause with not the best level of confidence who suddenly find themselves feeling even less confident or very confident women who suddenly find that that confidence is shaken? I think just on that, we didn't heavily research that in our book because the, the real basis of Ruby and my book is around the whole mindset approach to right. managing, your, managing your menopause. So we didn't step into too much of the medical behind the scenes. However, the, the, the whole idea of shame is one of those areas that we have seen in a number of videos we've been watching on Loose Women and also on um, written up in The Guardian just recently um, in the last week of July. And I think what you're saying there, Gina, women who have been historically very confident and had a very good self-image, particularly yeah. in the corporate world of the leaders I've been working with, because of the shame around it and because of the taboo subject nature mm -hmm. of where menopause still stands in the workplace, I think it's almost like women that I've worked with previously as well who were career women who stepped away to have families and then their confidence waned and then to step back into the workforce, it was about rebuilding that confidence. Mm -hmm. And I liken it to that same yeah. bridging of that gap. So you, because they're feeling they're uncertain because of the sweats, mm -hmm. the, all of the symptomatic problems that they may yeah. have, in a board meeting, the confidence lowers because they just think, when is it going to strike? Mm -hmm. And how am I going to come across when it does strike? And yes as we talk about mindset, to be mindful, to reframe and all of those things, in that moment, that's not always possible. But if we can take that pause and step back from the idea of the shame, and as Ruby has said there, we need to talk about it more. And so by creating these inclusive and more empathetic cultures where people might actually notice and be aware and respect the fact that women in their environment mm -hmm. are actually needing to, not, not needing um, that extra bit of support or anything, it's just that it's just about normalising the whole idea of mm -hmm. what menopause is like in the workplace. So then... I think that will really help women to not have such a swing shift in confidence drop, but they will just be like, well, actually, everyone understands what I'm going through right now. Everyone is very fair with me. And if I need to perhaps direct my attention in a different way or hold, hold meetings at a different time or with the advent of this hybrid working um, experience that we're going through now perhaps on some of those days when we're having a really tough day of it and we are perhaps having very heavy periods or something like that we can work from home so it's about bringing in different practices different mindsets and this collective idea of how can we best support each other so that we minimize the mm -hmm. the drop in level of confidence i think and i think it's one of the ways that we can do yeah, it. yeah. 
Just adding to that, I think a big part of our book as well is around self-care, about being kind to yourself through this process. It's not an overnight thing. It is going to be a longer term thing, potentially for most women, not necessarily all. But, it, you know, you've, you've got to look after yourself. And, and a few of them, there's one lady who has the most beautiful statement. I won't get it right. So you'd have to look in the book perfect, to get it perfect. But she says, um, I nourish my body because that's where I live. Um, or something along those lines yeah. yes. and you know to everybody it's about looking after yourself and giving yourself permission and treating yourself with kindness as you're going through what's a major change for your body mm-hmm. and um so self-care part of that can be mindset part of that could be giving yourself five minutes with a cup of tea in the garden yeah it, there's many different ways in which they, that you can practice self-care um and that's one of our big messages as well. I think that goes throughout the book as you read through the case studies and also some of the mm-hmm. different, we have a quiz actually in there around how well are you looking after yourself in terms yeah. of your self-care? I think that's so important. Menopause or not, it is so mm. important. Absolutely. Um, and one of the principles that I talk about is, is behaving to yourself as you would towards a really good friend. Mm-hmm. And no better, but no worse. And you know, using the same criteria for yourself as you would for others. So if you would be um, mindful and caring of somebody else, why wouldn't you be caring of yourself? Mm. Now, I'm very conscious of time and we're running out of time. And before we do, um, your book title, where can they get it and where can they contact you? OK, so this is what the book looks like, if you haven't seen it. Which angle? That angle. That's, That's great. It. The world working get... woman's guide to menopause. Menopause, and when the heat is on, don't sweat it. <laughs> Brilliant. So they can get it from Amazon, and they can also get signed copies from our respective websites. But Gail, because she's in Malaysia, will be um, going out to Malaysia only. Have I got that right, Gail? That's right. Malaysia and yep. Singapore only. And I can Singapore deliver only. to because of the cost prohibitive at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. So first port of call then is the the um, Amazon. You find it on Amazon, and the link Roxy's put on there for us, which is that one. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Roxy. Brilliant. It's it's also available on um, a large selection of all the indie bookshops around the um, globe as well um, with our publisher. Mm-hmm. So it's um, on Barnes and Noble in the US. It's on. Um, uh, foils in London, Blackwells, and various mm. other indie bookstores as well online. Fabulous. So. Well, we're almost at the end of the interview, but I ask my guests every time, because we are such proud members of B1G1, Buy One, Give One, to choose um, a, a project. Um, and one of August's projects, the one that you've chosen, is to provide an underprivileged children in Tanzania with access. No, that's the wrong one. You're going to be giving um, education to uh, untouchable girls in uh, Dalit in India. Hold on. Um, illiterate adolescent Dalit girls access to literacy education. The girls come from the poorest families and are aged between 13 and 19 and belong to the group of Dalit or Untouchables, a repressed group in India. And they've been taken out of the education system very early to work on the land or in other ways work for their money. So learning to read and write will open up so many opportunities mm. and we'll be donating towards that amazing project on your behalf. Thank you. The other thing is that 
you know, for every hundred people who listen to the live show or to the download, we give meals to uh, people who are hungry uh, from a variety of different projects around the world. So if you're listening to this live, please get other people to listen to it. If you're a woman, make sure your husband listens to it, your partner, your boss. Um, if you're a man, then get your wife, your partner, uh, or your colleague to, to listen to it. Ladies, it just remains for me to say a huge thank you for your time. Um, and, you know, it's been interesting because you know, we're all around the world and it just shows you what technology can do. But thank you so much for being on the show, being great guests. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Gina. Thank you. Don't go away. We're not quite finished yet. So see you after the break. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Thank Bye. You. you have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Thanks for joining me again. We've got a very few moments in the show left, and I really wanted to talk to you about communicating when you are in that period of change. You know, you can feel very isolated, whether you're going through puberty, menopause, redundancy, bereavement, moving house, change in terms of your job, change in terms of your attitude. If you are going through change, it's very easy to think that nobody understands and that you are entirely on your own. And I would say, you know, it is time to communicate but really important that you don't communicate as a victim, poor me, it's not fair, everybody else is all right, everything's going wrong. It is about communicating, you know, I'm feeling vulnerable here. 
I'd really like you to understand how it is for me. The body language you use, the voice that you use, all makes a difference. Now, if you want some help, you can find loads of, of free stuff on uh, genuinely-new.com. Um, you'll also find uh, uh, lots of stuff on the Genuinely New Leadership for Life YouTube channel. But if you are a leader and you want to be truly enlightened and deal with people in an enlightened way, which means understanding what's going on and being mindful of that and supporting them, then I would really urge you to consider how enlightened a leader you are, how informed you are, whether you open those conversations. Now, how you do it is really important. I'm not suggesting that you go up to a woman and say, are you in the middle of the menopause? But ultimately, by you know, listening, by looking at the context clues and just saying, look, you know, I can understand that you're having a hard time. If you want to talk about it, then my door's always open. Or, you know, you're having a hard time, you know, how can I help? And in just those few words, you can make all the difference. Today, we've been talking about menopause, but everybody is going through stuff. It's what life's all about. And as an enlightened leader, having the emotional intelligence, having the empathy um, to recognize that, you know, other people may be struggling and that the, just the way in which you approach them and you talk to them can make all the difference. It doesn't mean, poor you, oh, I can tell it's dreadful, it's horrible. That's sympathy. And that keeps people stuck in victim mode. But saying to someone, look, I can see you're having a hard time. Let me help. If, if I can, I will. Talk to me. Or... I can see you're having a hard time, but these are things that we need to get done. So how are we going to find a way through? Because ultimately, doing so will mean that you get a better result, whether that's within the family or within the workplace or with friends or with whoever. Um, it's so, so important that you help people recognize their own worth and that you value them and you value them enough to listen. So if you need some help, reach out. Um, email me at gina at genuinely-u.com uh, and take care. Remember, you are the leader of your own life. Whatever stage of life you are in, it is time to take your power, your genuine power, and be the leader of your own life. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.